Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Mogul Marathon Real Estate Podcast. We highlight keen investment insights and strategies so you can become a real estate mogul. Here's your host, Yannick Kujo Virgin. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Mogul Marathon Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Yannick Cujo Virgil, and I'm very, very excited for our guest today. Today, we have a guest that knows exactly how to navigate this current market. He's the director of acquisitions for his company, and he knows how to find good deals and network with brokers in any market. But before we jump into today's show, please review our podcast. You know, it runs on reviews. It is a great opportunity for us to connect with you, our listeners on the show, and provide useful and actionable content on your road to becoming a real estate mogul. So today's guest is Tenny Tolafari. Tenny is the director of acquisitions and co-founder of Excite Capital Investment LLC. And prior to forming Excite Capital, Tenny spent several years leading a major sales team in one of the fastest growing financial services companies in America. He is also a global cybersecurity professional supporting the likes of Boeing and Deloitte. Tenny and the Excite Capital team hosts a rapidly growing multifamily focused meetup in Maryland where they provide resources and add value to individuals interesting in growing their wealth and changing their financial future. Within the last three years, his efforts led to the acquisition of $168 million plus worth of assets under management. And Tenny is also a husband and father of three beautiful kids. So Tenny, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, uh, Yannick. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. It's uh, a great day to be a real estate investor. It's sunny outside. But what is going on with these capital markets, right? Yeah, man. Um I'll be honest with you, it's been slow. Uh, we're in May right now. This is May 10th. And um, we've not been able to close a deal this year, uh, which is the disappointing piece of it. And a lot of times, uh, I'm sure everybody knows what's going on. From the broker perspective, transaction has reduced uh, from from this time last year by 80%. So you can imagine that 80% of reduction in transactions from the, for the last year. So uh, it's kind of slow right now. Well, we're just doing other things in our business to get it going. But that doesn't mean we're not actively looking at deals. And hopefully as we go on with this conversation, I can share with you some of the strategies that we're using right now. Some of the conversations we're having about how to look at deals and stuff like that. Absolutely. I think our listeners would love to hear more about your insight on the market and how you guys are looking at activities or deals in this market. But before we jump into that, you know, give us a little insight behind like your story and how you got to where you are today? Yeah, my story is pretty simple. Um, I was born and raised in Nigeria. I came to the grad, to the United States for grad school. Uh, I had my bachelor's uh, degree in electrical and electronics engineering. And um, I thought about my future and I was like, yeah, I'm going to have to come to the U.S. for, for grad school. Uh, with the support of my, my family, I came here I studied cybersecurity for grad school um, and got my master's um, and then started working in the corporate world. And at one point, I don't know if this is from my mom, because my mom is an entrepreneur from back home. 
something in me was like nine to five is not a way forward. And in that quest, I decided to uh, start a business. And the business that I started was in the financial uh, services industry, where I learned about how to sell, how to prospect, personal development, how to deal with people. Uh, I learned a lot of stuff. And then in that process, I met uh, one of my partners, uh, Leslie Awasom, who I was introduced by his wife. I was trying to sell the wife insurance. And she said, you need to meet my husband. And I met with her husband. And then uh, we started talking about real estate, ended up forming Excite Capital. And then when we had a deal in the process, uh, Leslie reached out to our current CEO right now, Dr. Oni, to come and invest in one of our deals. And Dr. Oni was like, man, I like what you guys got going on. I'd like to be a partner. Me and Leslie were really struggling at the time to raise capital, to get direction and traction. But as soon as Dr. Oni joined the company, we kind of just skyrocketed. So the Excite Capital uh, is owned by these three co-founders, Dr. Julius Oni, who's an orthopedic surgeon, uh, Leslie Awasom, who's a nurse anesthetist, and then myself, who's a cybersecurity professional. And then as these three individuals came together, we started growing. We brought in a bunch of different folks into the company. Right now, we have a bunch of colleagues that leads different departments within the company. Um, and that's what has been su uh, su uh, successfully pushing the company to where we are right now. So it's us and our team. That's what it's about. It's about, you know, team, 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 man. I've, I share the similar story, just trying to do everything by myself a few years ago and trying to just figure it out, right? You have to raise capital, close the deal, uh, you know, manage the deal after you close. You know, there's just too many hats to kind of do it by yourself. And I've found that a lot of people, when they have, met that partner or met someone who allows them to help them scale, that propels them to the next level. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it's a 100% skill um, team sports. If you can see if you want to go far, you should Google with a lot of people, right? Uh, if, uh, I think I forget how to put the saying, but basically what we've observed is me, I got my own strengths. My other partners have their different strengths as well. And the combination of those different strengths kind of made us who we are today. There's no way I could have done what we're doing here at Excite Capital by myself. Like, absolutely no way. In addition to that, there's no way me, Leslie, and Julius will be able to do this without additional partners that we have to bring in as well. And that's how the partnership goes all the way. So in this business, if you want to do it, you got to open up yourself to partnership and you have to start thinking about who are the, what are some of my strengths and what are my weaknesses and who you want as a partner in all aspects has to be somebody that feel in the gap in your weaknesses for the most part. Yeah. That partnership, it has to feel like a gel, right? It has to be smooth. It has to be complimentary. And then, you know, people just have to kind of know their roles within a partnership. I think that's one of the, the key foundations to building the right partnership is just having that synergy and also everyone kind of just knowing their role and understanding like what they're responsible for. I think the accountability point within that too is something that is super, super important when you're trying to scale a company as well. So you, you started off by yourself. You found your first partner, your second partner. How are you guys able to scale to a, you know over 160 million in assets under management in such a, a relatively short time? Yeah, so I didn't start Excite Capital by myself. I started my entrepreneurial journey by myself. 
And then Excite Capital was formed between me and Leslie Awasom. And then we started Excite Capital together. And then we were struggling. And then we had an opportunity and we presented it to Dr. Oni. And he said, I'm interested to be a part of this company that you all are building. And that's how the three of us came together and took it to the level where we are right now. So the how we've been able to do that is we're not just scared. I remember when we first started, we got intimidated with buying a million dollar deal. A lot, we got a little intimidated. And I was like, how do we raise capital? Because if you're doing commercial real estate, which is defined specifically multifamily, if you're doing anything above four units, it's considered commercial. And if you have to do that, you have to raise capital for your down payment between 25 to 45%. So if you're doing a, a million dollar deal, that means you need to raise about 250000 minus your capex budget, your acquisition fee, and all of that stuff that comes into it, right? So the question was, how are we going to raise that capital? And we did not have in our closed network people that are willing to say, you know what, I got 50000 I got X amounts to invest, right? So we got intimidated at that point, but we got to a point where with personal development, we realized that if you can conceive it, you can achieve it, which is if we can dream it, we can get it. And we had decided to dream big. And that's what this is all about. And we dreamt big and the how came afterwards. We didn't know how we we're going to get to where we are right now. And we don't know how we're going to get to where we're going, but we have big dreams and we have the goal and the how right now we're piecing all of that piece together. Because with that, we reverse engineer it. We start asking questions. Who do we need to talk to? Who do we partner with? Who, where do we need to be at? And all of those pieces, we got to start figuring that out. And then the how kind of take care of itself. Yeah, makes sense. Makes a hundred percent sense. Um, reverse engineering is, I think, probably the the easiest way to get to a you know your goals. So, did you guys figure out that you know maybe the capital raising part was more so the the issue when it comes to to scaling? Was it like the asset management part? Was it the credibility part? You know, how were you guys able to overcome that intimidation um, to get the, that first you know large big deal done is all of them all of them played a part into it so when we started we don't have experience with raising capital we didn't have experience with looking for brokers we didn't have experiences managing deal we didn't have any experience in commercial real estate or specifically multifamily real estate investments and usually that how that i talked about how do you usually figure it out is you look for somebody that's been there done it and is still doing it so basically, we enrolled in an educational program or mentorship program where we were taught how to do it, how to raise capital. What are some of the things we need to do in order for we to raise capital? How do we look for deals? How do we put our team together? We got introduced to a couple of different stakeholders, and that's how we were able to now start navigating some of the hows to get into our goals. So initially, we did not know anything at all. So we invested heavily in education. And that's why as part of our core value at Excite Capital is growth and abundance mindset, which is there's enough for everybody and you have to continue to grow. Because if you don't grow, you will not be able to get to those goals that you're trying to achieve. Yeah, totally agree. And, and I think the mistake that a lot of people do when they're getting into the world of commercial real estate or multifamily is they just focus on how can I be profitable tomorrow or just focus on the money and the education just comes second, right? Whereas if you are trying to get into these larger assets or, you know, 
commercial real estate in general, it would behoove you to focus on the education first because you're able to lay that foundation that allows you to plant those seeds to grow and scale into and excite capital. Absolutely. I think when people have this mindset of like, you know, just focusing on getting 100% of the deal and, you know, thinking that they're, you know, get it somehow, right? I think they set themselves short by not focusing on the education point, which is honestly probably the most crucial part to growing or just starting any business. I think it, it, yeah, I agree with you. And it's, I'm not sure if it's like exposure. The reason is, is because of exposure. If you think about it, right? If we go to school, we have a professor, right? And why, why we listen to the professor is because we feel like the professor knows what he's talking about. And we follow the guide of the professor to learn the things we need to learn. And then we have, when we're almost done, we go get an internship to learn the specific job type that we're trying to learn. And then our apprentice and, you know, apprenticeship, and then we'll learn some of those skill set, and then we get a job and then we'll start producing, right? It's the same thing with anything. If you want to go try to figure it out, figure it out yourself, something that's supposed to take you one year might take you 10 because now you have to learn everything and navigate everything yourself. But if you're trying to do it where you, you enroll in a program that teaches you specifically how to do it, you look for somebody that knows how to do it and is willing to guide you through the process and that's still actively doing it, that helps you to kind of understand some of the landmines so that you can achieve your goals faster. That's what has helped us as Excite Capital. Uh, we started with education, mentorship. Uh, we invested heavily in ourselves. If I tell you that anything else contributed to it, apart from you know us investing in ourselves, I would say that's a big lie. Uh, we invested heavily in ourselves in order for us to achieve a lot of the results that you're seeing. We're, and we're actively continuing to invest in ourselves, in our mind, in our business, in our team, and all of these different resources to get us to where we want to get to. That's wonderful, man. That's wonderful. Hey, listen up. If you're an employee, business owner, or professional athlete with money in the bank earning 0% return, and you're thinking about passively investing in real estate, well, you need to check out our ultimate syndication guide for passive investors. This free guide absolutely covers everything you need to know about passively investing in real estate syndication or just real estate in general. If you want access to this valuable resource, go to MerlinAcquisitions.com slash Passive Guide to download the free syndication guide for passive investors. That's M-E-R-L-Y-N-N Acquisitions.com slash Passive Guide or head over to the show notes and click the link to download. Now let's get back to the show. I want to pivot to the acquisition side within your company. Sure. You're the director of acquisitions. How are you seeing the commercial real estate market today? Maybe in the multifamily space or maybe in general, you know, it seems like every month we're getting interest rate increases from the, the Federal Reserve. Right. I'm hearing from the experts that there's some, you know, some soft guidance that, you know, interest rates might be pausing from an increased perspective. You know, how are you guys looking at, you know, deals today and maybe touch on, you know, maybe some important impacts within your acquisition criteria that has changed because of interest rates? Or maybe you're just looking at things differently, or maybe at this point of the cycle, you guys are pulling back on taking on aggressive value add opportunities. I'd love to get your points on that. Yeah, that's a loaded question. First, interest rate. The reason why interest rate is going up is because they're trying to curb inflation. It's as simple as that. 
if the inflation continues to go up, we expect that interest rate is going to continue to go up. So hopefully everything that they've done so far will help reduce or calm down interest rate. And if that is the case, then we might not get more interest rate hike. That's for interest rate. Now, how is that affecting multifamily and real estate investment in general? If your interest on your loan goes up, it eats up your cash flow. And if it eats up your cash flow, you're not able to give your investors the returns that they are expecting. So a lot of times on, on all of the deals we've underwritten so far, we usually submit at least two LOIs a week. LOIs mean letter of intent, means that we're interested in buying a deal. Now we're seeing a lot of deals, but the challenges that we're facing right now is the asking price of where the, the seller wants to sell and where we are coming at to meet our investors' returns is very far apart. So because of that, a lot of deals are not penciling out. And hence, we're not able to close a deal so far. So the interest rate is affecting um, our investment significantly. And uh, we're hoping that with time, interest rate hike is going to stop. Sellers that are trying to sell, we have an expectation of where or what they can possibly uh, get for their deals. And then business can start again. Yeah, totally agree, man. I think cost of capital is really the name of the game and on the acquisition side today. You know, we have been running into challenges on the acquisition side simply because of the same reasons that you mentioned, right? We have a, a, an expected return amongst our investor base that we have to provide to them. And then the market is just not yielding that where, with where prices are versus interest rates, right? And I think some of the challenges that, you know, some of the current owners are faced with as well is that obviously, like you mentioned, you know, the value of their property that they thought, you know, it was going to be, you know, maybe two years ago is significantly different because interest rates have a direct correlation to, you know, what someone is willing to pay for a commercial real estate asset. And, you know, for folks who are trying to get out of deals in today's environment and, you know, they thought that, you know, they were probably going to get out at a five cap and now their deal is worth, you know, maybe a six, six and a half because of interest rates. That's certainly going to bring, you know, some challenges to sellers as well, right? If maybe they have some sort of bridge debt that they can't refinance out of because their proceeds are lower, interest rates are higher. You know, it's a really tough spot for acquisitions, you know, I think on on both sides of the table. So on the acquisition side, as it relates to, you know, some of the inflation pressures that are on, you know, buyers looking for commercial real estate assets. Some of the expenses side, I think, can be challenging in today's environment. Are you guys having any expenses that you are paying closer attention to? Maybe insurance for us is a big one, but I'd love to get your feedback on, you know, what sort of expenses are you guys really paying attention to or some things within the, you know, the pro forma that you guys are really paying attention to when you're underwriting multifamily or commercial real estate in today's environment? Yeah, that's, that's a beautiful question. Yeah, expense from an expense perspective, the main one is human costs, human capital. Because when we buy these deals, we bring in the property management company that runs it, right? And if inflation has gone up 7%, somebody, everybody's expecting their salary to go up somewhat. So that's been significant. And getting the people that will do the work is also a problem as well. You know, when it comes to managing assets, you have to be physically in the property, especially specifically big properties. You got to be there Monday through Friday at least so that you can support the tenants. 
But a lot of people now have this opportunity to work from home. So getting the right staff has been a challenge and giving them, for example, when we first bought our first deal, uh, if our budget a month was to pay 2500 now it's probably 3500 You see what I'm saying? Like almost $1,000 more. And then in addition to that, cost of insurance has gone up significantly as well. It is from what a lot of the uh, insurance broker that I've spoken with the saying is, especially if you're buying in the coastal area, insurance has pretty, pretty much tripled. And that's another challenge that we're facing from an expense side. So when we underwrite our deal, we usually reach out to all of these different stakeholders to get an understanding of how much our expense could possibly be if we acquire a deal. For example, we reach out to uh, an insurance broker and say, hey, listen, we got this deal. It's 175 units. This is how much is, is, is the, the property is worth. It hasn't been in any uh, insurance claim, blah, blah, blah. They give us, we give them lost run and everything. And they'll come back and give us a quote of how much to ensure that property will possibly be. Same thing applies to taxes. Same thing applies to expense, where our expense needs to be at and all of that. So we put that in the model before we finally go out and say we want to submit an offer on a deal. That's really, really good insight there. I think the insurance part is something that is very, very crucial when you're underwriting deals in today's environment. And the trouble is that you don't know exactly what your insurance cost is going to be until maybe like after due diligence, after you've surveyed the property, you know, got a feel for it, figured out, you know, what's the electrical situation, you know, plumbing situation, et cetera, the roof, et cetera. Right. It's one of the most challenging things, I think, from an expense perspective that, you know, is just going to kind of fine tune as you kind of go through the acquisition process. Nonetheless, something to really, really pay attention to. And your broker should be the person that um, can help you yeah. navigate because maybe they've closed a property in your area that's similar to the one that you're acquiring. And then they can kind of provide you with some guidance as to like what the cost per door can be for, for that particular property. Yeah. And the most important part for each property is the risk. You remember, insurance is risk, right? Risk management. The adjusters will look at it and say, OK, has this property been in any fire shooting? Slip and fall. Is there been a lost claim on the property? And if there was a lost claim, what kind of loss? All of those things are things that they call a loss run. Is a document that you need to send to the insurance agent, and then he's going to use that. And then they'll ask, does the property have sprinkler? What kind of hazard do you have in there? Well, a lot of all this information you got to submit it to the underwriter for them to be able to give you that quote, and then you can use that as a soft quote because they usually go and shop it to other. Uh, insurance carrier, and then they'll come up with you know guidance on where they think insurance can be. And then usually we, sometimes when we're doing our initial performer, we use what the current owner is paying for insurance. Because when you get your T12, you see everything, all the expense, all the line items that they, they, have, they have in terms of expense. And then you put that in there and then we do our own assumptions on top of that. And then we get actual numbers from these different vendors and put it in our model. And that's when we get an actual offer that we want to submit to the seller. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. Makes 100% sense. Um, I think t in today's environment, the key is that you constantly just really have to like fine tune because things are changing, whether it's on the, on the interest rate side, on the expense side, even on like the construction side, oh, yeah. you know, where, where things are going. Yeah, we've changed a lot of stuff in our underwriting. For example, we used to underwrite rent growth year one, 3%. Year two, maybe 2%, year three, 1%. Uh, or sometimes the highest we've gone with underwriting is 3%. But right now we're underwriting year, year one, 1%, year two, maybe 0%. Some will just put 0, 0, 0, 0 to see how the deal underwrites, right? So 
we've been right now we're very very conservative with our underwriting because what we're observing is a lot of the markets that we're in they've seen a significant amount of growth double digits growth rent growth right now a lot of that is not happening anymore uh so we want to use want to be very conservative in our projections and then while we you know work with the market appreciation which is the organic appreciation of the property 100 percent agree i think if you are modeling you know five to ten percent rent growth per year you're in a world of hurt right now more than ever is is really important to get fine-tuned because the reality is you know rents are softening for many different reasons but it would behoove you to make sure that you're uh you know tracking some sort of historicals maybe in the market or just figuring out, you know, do a market survey, right? Go out there and see like, what's the pipeline? What's out there? What's the inventory? What's who's charging what, you know, and that can be a function of you know, maybe secret shopping comps. But the point is definitely pay attention to that rent growth because that ultimately, for the most part, drives your performer for it. Yeah. If you can get, get, get your hands on CoStar Report, CoStar Report kind of gives you projections for the next year, the next couple of months. It gives you insight about the, the other comps that you have in that area, which is pretty, you know, not 100% accurate, but it's very close. So we usually, you know, refer to CoStar right now when we do our, our projections to see what CoStar is saying. Again, CoStar is, a, you know, we're not, we're not affiliated with CoStar, but it's a resource. Uh, and as I go through this podcast, I'm going to be sharing a lot of different things that we use to do different things within the company to kind of get us to where we are, uh, to get us to where we're trying to go. Absolutely. You know, we use CoStar as well. They have great reporting, good underwriting reports for a property that you might, you know, be acquiring. And it's always good to kind of right. cross check different information against, you know, other companies like Yardi or um, whoever is out there to kind of get a good sense of like what's really going on in the market. So I want to shift gears to the brokerage side of things, specifically on networking and finding good brokers to feed you some of the deals, right? We, we're we in a market right now where it seems like it's challenging to find a deal. And I think it's more important than ever to, to know like who's doing what at any given time, right? And finding brokers is just one of those things where you really have to understand like how to do it. But I'd love for you to give our audience some details behind how you go out there and find brokers for your commercial real estate or multifamily acquisitions? That's not a problem at all. I'll give you all the game right now. So this is the secret. I'm about to share the secret right now. You'll listen carefully, lean in closely and listen. <laughs> Actually, there's no secret. <laughs> so the psychology of buying deals is simple. When you hear about brokers, you understand that they're salesmen. They're trying to sell deal to make a commission. And if they're going to give you a deal, they want to make sure you can buy. They have to qualify you as a buyer. So before you pick up the phone, I'm going to walk you all through how to find the best broker in any market across the country. But before you go through this process, make sure you're qualified and you have the credentials to be able to buy the deal you're about to call them about. Now, how do you find the best broker in each market? Co-star that we just talked about every year recognize the best broker in each market and they give them an award. And when they say the best commercial real estate broker, we're talking about volume. Which individual in that market or who are the group of individuals in that market that did the most volume as regards to money transaction in that market? They do their math and then they come up with winners. And those winners, they give them an award. 
So what Excite Capital have done is to identify who those power brokers are and build a relationship with them. And how do you find these guys? If you go to Google and you type Co-Star Power Broker Winners, it will take you to the website. You go in there, you put in your city, you choose the year for 2022, and it will spit out all the different commercial real estates, uh, the, all the different classes of commercial real estates that are there. We have retail, industrial, uh, investment sales, and all of them. The one you want to look for is investment sales, right? You go to investment sales, you see the brokers in that market. The approach that we use is one, we connect with them on LinkedIn. Two, we go to that website, look at deals that look like what we want to buy. And then we ask for guidance from there. And then we ask for lunch if they are available. We go for a tour with them and we start building relationship from there. And then with time, uh, you get to a point where they are comfortable uh, giving you a deal because that same approach that you're using, like calling them and trying to get a deal from them, a lot of people are calling them from all over the country. So how do you stand out? And the way you do that is, number one, you stay in front of them, which is you interact with them very often. They want you to interact with them. So don't think that you're disturbing them by reaching out to them more frequently because that's the only way they know that they're doing something. So one, you want to reach out to them frequently. Two, you want to be on the ground. For example, if the broker have a deal in the market that you're looking to buy in, get in the plane if you're not local and go visit the property with him. Go talk the deal with him. So that way he get you he, he gets to see you and know that you're serious. Amongst everybody that's calling him, you are one of the people that are serious. And then most importantly, right now that things are slow, you want to be one of those guys that are continuing to call them, submit offer, talk deals. Because when things get better, they'll remember you because you're in front of them. So I'm, I'm hoping that's uh, that's helping uh, that's helpful for you to find the best broker in each market. Absolutely, you have to stand out in the world of commercial real estate or just multifamily in general, right? Because like you said, everybody's calling their top brokers, and the reality is that in any given market, there's only about three to five like top brokers who are doing like ninety percent of the transactions, and then you might have a couple, you know, brokers here and there that might just kind of share the rest, right? But if you are able to build those relationships in those markets with those top brokers, you can find yourself to get some of those deals that are not necessarily going to be listed on a Crexy or a LoopNet or some of those public platforms. You know, you might have some brokers that kind of cross market between, you know, their email list and some of those public platforms. But for the most part, those deals are being traded somewhere on a phone or in an email. So if you're able to network with those brokers, right. now you can build those relationships and I'll tell people all the time, you want to get on the short, short list, right? And the short, short list is when a broker starts calling you. Right. And the only way they can call you is if, you, if you're in front of them and you've shown that you, you have a track record of performing and you do what you say you're going to do. Now, I'm going to be honest with you, some people get intimidated. They're like, I'm about to start this. I'm just starting this business. How do I call somebody that is doing a billion dollar worth of transaction? Like, they will not take me seriously. Actually, think about this. If you call the person and he says, hey, listen, I cannot do a $5 million deal right now. Guess what he's going to do because he's a salesman? He's going to refer you to somebody in his company that does a $5 million deal. Now, because he's doing the introduction, that person that he's referring you to Will take you seriously. It's a psychological stuff. 
But if on a, on a regular note, you went to that person that is doing a $5 million deal directly, because you guys are operating at the same level and he has a higher frame, he wouldn't want to take you much, a lot, you know, he wouldn't want to take you that much seriously. But if somebody in this company that does big stuff introduce you to him, now nah, he will want to take you a lot more seriously. So again, all the, almost all the deals we've done as Excite Capital, this approach I just mentioned to you is how we found the brokers that gave us a deal. No other way. So that's the secret. And that's not a secret. Yeah. Very, very practical approach. I think if you are either trying to get into the world of commercial real estate or getting into, or just trying to accelerate or get more deals. I think that right there is a very, very actionable item that someone can do tomorrow to get more deals in their inbox to purchase in 2023. So as the director of you know acquisitions, you guys have underwriting classes like every other Tuesday. Give our listeners maybe some insight on uh, how they can tune into uh, you know some of your underwriting classes. Yeah. And the reason why we started the underwriting classes, when we started this business, we realized that we want to learn, but we don't have any resources that will teach us. A lot of people don't want to spend the time to teach us how to get it done. So when we figured it out, we're like, you know what, we're going to start this underwriting class. And people that are serious will attend the class and then go implement. Again, it's a free underwriting class that we host every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time. It's free of charge. And if you want to attend, I would recommend you text 301 2652056. Text wealth to that number. That means wealth to 301-265-2056. And then you'll be added to that list of uh, underwriting warriors and uh, you will be invited to the underwriting class. Again, this is like a private underwriting class for folks that are interested in learning how to underwrite deals. Please do not show up if you are not interested in learning how to underwrite these businesses and submitting offer. And you guys also have a meetup, right? Yes, we do have a meetup. That's another free resource that we have where we bring in industry expert that talks about wealth, mind, personal development, and everything business. Uh, so we've been doing that now for the last three years, and we've ha- had a lot of uh, great minds on that platform. Our last one was our CEO. He talked about the uh, basically investment one-on-one. Why is, what, what is syndication? And then the one before that one, we have Bob Berg, who, who wrote the Go-Giver series. Uh, and then we have people from the uh, multifamily industry come in as well to speak on different topics. Uh, so if you're someone that's open to learning and growing, uh, we would advise you to, to join us. We usually do it every first Monday of each month at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Again, Text 301-625-2056. Text wealth to that number. And uh, we'll be able to um, add it to some of this list. That's excellent. So, Tenny, if our listeners are interested in following you, following what you're doing in real estate, what's the best way for our listeners to get in touch with you and just follow your company? Yeah, I think if they, if they reach out to us using the, the number I just sent, 301-265-2056, you text wealth to that number you'll be added to our writing class. Somebody from our team will reach out to you to try to figure out what you're trying to do. Um, and then if you're trying to learn about acquisition, you know, you, you can you reach out to me directly. Like my name is up there, Tani Tolofari. I'm on social media as well. Uh, you can reach out to me. I'm very approachable. Uh, you can reach out to me as well. Of course, Excite Capital is the name of our company. You can Google it as well. So, But the best way for you to get your information and be able to interact with you is for you to text, that, text wealth to that number that I just provided. 
Awesome. So, Tenny, thank you so much for being a guest on our show. We talked about acquisitions in today's environment, dealing with interest rates, dealing with expenses, all of the things that we as commercial real estate investors should be paying attention to in this market, you know, how to find good brokers. You gave us a great tip on how to find good brokers in any market. You shared a little bit about your insight on the commercial real estate space, you know, the acquisitions, but then also your story behind how Excite Capital was brought. And I think, you know, today our listeners really uh, were able to get some good information behind Excite Capital and what you're doing and hopefully some underwriting um, and acquisitions help as well. So thank you for being a guest on our show. Thank you to all of our listeners out there for tuning in to another episode of the Mogul Marathon Commercial Real Estate Podcast. Let's take action. Be great today. Remember to subscribe to the show so you'll never miss another great episode. And just remember that real estate is a marathon, not a sprint. So run your own race. Thanks again, Tenny. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Yannick, for having me. And, you know, keep doing what you're doing. Keep striving and putting in offers on deals. It's just, if you keep knocking, the door will open up. There's no two ways about it. 100%. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.